Hi, this is Nicholas Tutora, and welcome to another episode of Tutora Time. On our show, we discuss the political issues of the day and how they are affecting our nation, our society, and the world. Thanks for joining us. Hi, this is Nicholas Tutora, and welcome to another episode of Tutora Time. Today is December 28th, Monday, December 28th, 2020. So this incredible year of 2020 is almost at an end. And of course it was going to be an incredible year because it was Donald Trump's re-election year. And there was no way possible that the left was going to allow these elections to happen normally uh, and without doing everything in their power to undermine Trump and the legitimacy of our elections. I believe the election's been stolen. I think the evidence, I don't think, I know the evidence is there. It's clearly there. Whether it's altering the, in the Dominion machines, you have thousands of witnesses saying that they've seen funny business with the ballots. They weren't allowed to have meaningful observation. That alone, having to observe ballots from you know, 10, 20, 30 feet away, there's no meaning to that. That's pointless. Um, and there's just so much that's gone on. The, the video f- footage of Georgia, of them counting the ballots after they sent everybody out. I don't know how they could possibly get away with that one. No matter what you say those ballots were, even if they were legit and they were counted prior and then put under there and then taken out when people left, they were counted when nobody else was in the room for observation. So by definition, they're illegal. To claim that they're not is ridiculous. It's just lying. And you know what happens is they lie. The media doesn't cover it. They ignore the facts. And then after a while, they assume time will just go on and people will forget, will forget about it. You can even see now the narrative is kind of calming down a bit and people are just kind of starting to let it go. Well, I'm not, and there's a lot of patriots out there who aren't either, which is excellent because this fight has to go all the way. Donald Trump has to preserve the United States of America. You know, if he doesn't, there's going to be nothing left to preserve. So... Let's come back to that in a, in a little bit on the election. But again, I want to touch on COVID. Okay, this ridiculous fairy tale that they call COVID-19. Obviously, the virus is real. As I've said many times before, my mother passed away from it. She was 88 years old. She, has, she had Alzheimer's. She was living in a nursing home in New York City. And, you know, it was her time. Old people die. Anybody could die at any time, unfortunately. And, you know, just to say that people can die of illness, people look at you like you're crazy, like you're some kind of subversive. Um, Every winter I was worried of the flu or anything could make her sick and would end her life. This is, this is what living is. Life comes to an end at a certain point and to try to extend it Uh, beyond its natural limits, I believe is cruelty. I'm not talking about not treating people with medicine. I'm not talking about not doing surgery on people. I'm talking about when it's clear 
that the end of your life is there to try to force people to continue to live is is cruelty and really the purpose behind this whole covid thing as i've said before is to criminalize normal behavior i saw some shocking video over the weekend of a man standing outside his store and i think he had his truck parked to block cars from coming in he put up some barricades in the street and he was basically saying well if i can't do my job then you guys can't do your job either the police came the guy got worked up i don't believe they arrested him um but again this is what they want these these people who are pushing this covid lockdown it's a way of controlling society okay and what they want to do is they want to flip the tables they want to make the decent law-abiding people into the criminals so when the left and the the communist left that's behind this the globalist when they see decent american citizens in the street pleading to keep their businesses open they're very happy they're achieving their goal they want somebody to pop they want somebody to commit an act of violence or attack the police they want this um they want to victimize the decent population in this country and you know they have no right the government has no right whatsoever to tell people they can or cannot open their business they don't have that right we have the right to open our businesses and pursue our business interests you know as we see fit you can't make it illegal look what they're doing they're making it illegal to open your business then they're not providing any way of people living or getting by so they just want to starve people out it's all about what they say a great reset that's what the left says the great reset and in order to have a reset you have to wipe the slate clean right kind of like they do in dominion voting when they want to make something new they just wipe out everything that exists and start a whole new system like they did with the mail-in voting this extensive mail-in voting that's all this is aimed at people and at this point we're really operating in a fact-free environment so i mean maybe you could you could still try to talk some sense to people but it's devastating that in just a year less than a year people have been completely programmed to wear a mask uh to associate freedom with selfishness that one is amazing if you want if you're free and you want to live as a free person and make your own choices they tell you you're selfish i don't know about you but every time i go to the grocery store i feel like i'm living in a horror show you know i don't put on a mask nobody bothers me so far um but you know i just i'm quiet and go in and do my thing but you're walking around in the stores and people are just uh they're out of their minds it's like a horror show every single human being you see is wearing a mask and then if people aren't wearing masks like i said it hasn't happened to me yet directly but you know sometimes people aren't mask aren't wearing masks you see these videos of people screaming at them again fact free environment if they believe that a mask works their own mask if it works then why do they need you to wear a mask they're protected they're wearing a mask so it's it, you you cannot tell them any facts they don't care it's just hysteria at this point and there was a study over the weekend that came out from the University of Florida saying that the study the long-term study that they did 
showed that there's no such thing as asymptomatic spread of COVID-19. So if you're not showing symptoms or if you're, you know, you're not feeling well or something like that, you can't spread it. You, even if you're positive and you have no symptoms, you can't be spreading it. That's what the latest research, that's what the science says, that they want us to follow the science. So the science says that this cannot be spreaded, spread asymptomatically. But yet, people are still going to wear the mask. They have no symptoms and they're walking around with masks, afraid of, afraid of getting a disease from somebody who is wearing a mask also. I mean, this whole thing is crazy. It's a pandemic with 0.03% of the United States population has died of it. Look, I don't know about you, but I don't find it surprising that 300, 350,000 people in the United States of America are frail or elderly and have severe underlying conditions that causes them to succumb to COVID. I mean, is that a shocker that in 350 million people, 350,000 have died or are susceptible to illness? Are we Do we believe that we have this like perfect uh, society of perfectly healthy uh, yoga instructors or something? The people get sick. And at this point, like I said, these the people on the left, they're operating in a completely fact-free environment. There's vaccines now. So even if you take the vaccine, they say you still have to wear a mask. You still have to social distance. None of these things shows any efficacy that they do anything. If they did, if masks worked and social distance and lockdowns worked, how come we still have cases? How come they're still going up? In California, the cases are on the rise much faster than in Florida, where they don't have lockdowns and mask mandates. I've said it before. I'll say it again. The fact is the fact. People could stand on their head all day long if they want to try to deny it. But the illness is only going to disappear from society once we've reached herd immunity. And that's about 70, 75% of people who have been infected. Whether they show symptoms or not is, you know, most likely they won't show symptoms. And until then, you're just wasting your time. But the truth is they've remade society already. I don't, I, I hate to be a downer, but I don't see how this society is going back to normal. You've already conditioned a bunch of people to be wearing masks. Let's say you were seven years old when this started and now you're about to turn eight years old and for the last year you've been wearing masks and worried that if you get near grandma you're going to make her sick and your school has been closed and you don't have any interaction with your peers. What kind of world are we setting for these kids? We're making the world such that they just follow obediently and do what they're told. And, you know, part of this, I have to say, and I think a lot of this comes down to masculine and feminine behavior. So it's not really men versus women because there are plenty of strong women. Just go to any Republican event or look at any of the Republican female leaders in in the Senate or Congress all leadership positions throughout. I'm in Arizona, the, the women in leadership positions in Arizona, the Republicans, strong, strong people. But underneath, there's still biology going on, okay? And women need, they don't need, but women will kind of look to a, a man on a certain degree for leadership uh, or strength 
or reliability, whatever term you want to use. And it's not saying that women can't do things on their own, but there's still, it's like men, we could do things on our own, men can achieve things, but by our biology, by our nature, we look to women for certain traits, caring, compassion, things like that. And you don't have to teach people to do that. They just automatically do it. We're wired that way to do it. Well, our society has spent so much time tearing down the behavior of decent men, but that doesn't take away the biological need of men leading. So if decent men aren't leading, the weak women will follow bad men, weak men. That's why you see things like this Raphael Warnock guy, and you see women following these groups, like these radical groups like BLM or Antifa, you know, because they're going to follow to certain degree the men in their life. And I don't mean this, you know, in a sexist way or as in a way of saying all men and all women. I'm, I'm talking subtleties here. All right. So I want you to understand. I want you to look at the subtlety here. Women will follow men's leadership. And if the decent men aren't protecting society, they're going to follow the bad men. And I think a lot of like the BLM movement, truthfully, a lot of the things that, and that doesn't have anything to do with race. There are plenty of decent people of all races and there are plenty of indecent people of all races. But if you look at some of the tenets of BLM, when they talk about the destruction of the nuclear family, uh, getting rid of the patriarchy, they don't want men to have to pay child support. So they're basically saying, you know, women, your body is just really there to be used by a man. He makes babies. He goes on his way. He does his thing. And even though those are horrible things for women, because there's no strong male leadership to stand up to it, they're following the leadership of these terrible role models for men. Like, look, they're, they're, they're sympathizing with criminals. They want to empower criminals. Why? Or they want to empower like Islamic fundamentalist leaders. You know, the people who are looking to overthrow this country through Islam, they didn't stop fighting this battle. This is all part of their battle. They've conditioned our women and all of us to cover our faces like good little burqa wearers. And they're just waiting for the moral compass and they're waiting for the strength of society just to collapse before they move in. And I can tell you, once they collapse this society from within, women, weak men are going to follow their theological theocracy, totalitarian state. Because like I said, if they don't follow good men who are based on freedom and liberty and fairness, they're going to follow bad men who want to enslave them and abuse them. So much of this is abuse. And, and Islam is just waiting for it to happen. And you know what? It, we might decay to such a degree that when they finally try to move in and take over, people will welcome it because the Islamic structure will provide some kind of structure. You know, it'll, it'll vibe normalcy for them. You can do this. You can't do that. Here's your limits. Here's your boundaries. They don't care about your civil rights. They don't care about your civil liberties. They don't care about anything. They care about, you know, establishing their caliphate worldwide. And also you could see this in the hatred of Donald Trump. Donald Trump is like a small, a, a, a strong, uh, you know, alpha male 
and they want to make fun of him. They want to push him down. Instead, they're following evil men like Biden, sniveling little cowards who are selling our country away. I mean, if you see the the film clips of him hugging children, touching children, I mean, it reeks of pedophilia. So, but yet people will still follow that. Some women will still follow that. Um, it's a really dangerous, dangerous place that we're in. And you really have to start looking a little bit deeper, folks, to the subtle psychological effects that are going on uh, through the COVID-19 pandemic that they're creating. You know, they forgot one th thing in this pandemic. They forgot massive deaths. I mean, yes, the deaths are tragic, but, you know, if, if you know, two out of 10 people, three out of 10 people were dying, then we've got, you know, a serious issue. But we've got nothing like that. You know, it's like one one thousandth of a percent is succumbing to COVID-19. So people stop the hysteria, stand up and make your voices heard and stop cooperating with these ridiculous COVID uh, regulations. One more thing I want to mention real quick, and this is about Mike Pence and Trump's path to victory on January 6th. Uh, Mike Pence is in charge of the entire counting of the electoral votes. Again, we need good, decent men to stand up and do their job. And he is going to be presented with dual slates of electors from a few states, Arizona, Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin, all the states that are in question, Georgia. And he's going to have a choice to accept those electoral votes or not. Now, what Trump, I mean, Trump, what Pence should actually be doing is not accepting the slate of electors of either Trump or Biden electors from those states from those states in question that have sent two slates of electors is about seven states he should say you know these i have an obligation to count legally cast ballots so the official ones these are states where these ballots were not legally cast these are states that have not followed their own election laws so according to the constitution i'm under no obligation to count these electors also the same thing with the electors that were sent the Trump electors. You could say, okay, they weren't sent through the state legislature. They're not official, so he doesn't have to accept those either. And therefore, like in Arizona, if you don't accept Biden electors, you don't accept Trump electors, you say Arizona reports zero electoral votes for the presidency in the electoral college. Same with Pennsylvania. Now, if you do that, if you eliminate the vote count of all of those states, It'll end up with Trump with 300 and, excuse me, 232 electoral votes and Biden will have 222 electoral votes. And according to the Constitution, before you even have to throw it to the floor of the House for debate, whoever is ahead, if they don't reach the threshold of 270, whoever has the most electoral votes is the president of the United States. So if Pence just does his job and does not accept the electoral tallies from those states in question, Donald Trump will be the next president of the United States. Pence has to have the manhood to do it, the courage to do it, to stand up and stand for what's right. I'm hoping he's a patriot. I hear things. People are saying he's wavering. I know in Arizona they've taken some legal action against him. I, I would hope that of all people, Mike Pence would stand up to defend 
the Republic and the Constitution of the United States of America. So sit tight, patriots. It's going to be an exciting time here over the next eight days, actually, nine days till the Electoral College meets. And it's important that as many people get to D.C. on that day as possible. The Capitol should be surrounded by patriots so they know that we're there. And the same thing at all the state capitals. People, the Trump people must come out across the country. We cannot have a stolen election in America. If we have a stolen election like this, it's really the end. You'll never get another fair election again. All right. Well, I'll talk to you again soon on another episode of Tutora Time.